Hello everyone and welcome to Education Checkup. I'm Johnette Magner. We're a weekly podcast here at KTBS and we cover what is happening in education in Northwest Louisiana. I'm joined today by my co-host, Dr. Philip Roseman. He is a cardiologist, but he's here today as a champion of education in Louisiana. He's a founder of the Alliance for Education, the Shreveport Bossier Business Alliance for Higher Education, and a past president of the Greater Shreveport Chamber of Commerce. And that's just a little bit, because if I read everything, we'd be here forever, right, Dr. Roseman? Well, too long. Too long. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about our really our important special guest, guest today. Yes. yes, absolutely. Uh, Daryl Webb. Yes. Uh, uh, glad to have you today. You, a principal at Turner for a long time, over a period of nine years. You know, they looked at uh, the latest scores and looked at what's been going on over the last three or four years and chose your school as one of those special schools to, that we can learn from. And so we're here to learn uh, from your success uh, at uh, Turner and let the, uh, let the world, let the community know uh, what's going on at the school. So. Thank you very much for being here and taking your time to, to come talk with us. Tell us a little bit about, about Turner, uh, about where it is, about its history, um, uh, and the time you've been here. Okay, well, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, Turner Elementary Middle School is located in, in West Report off of Pines Road. Uh, we're pre-K through eighth grade school. Uh, we have almost 1,300 students. Uh, this is my ninth year there, so um, we've, we've been through quite a bit of changes. Uh, when I started at Turner, we were pre-K through sixth. A couple years ago, we uh, became pre-K through eighth grade. And so uh, we took on about 300 more students uh, during that time frame. So we've been through quite a few changes um, uh, since I've been there. Uh, so Yeah, uh, you know, there's been a lot of successes at Turner and, and you've been part of a lot of that success. Tell us what successes th that you're most proud of uh, as you look back over the years uh, in your involvement with Turner over the last few years? Um, I, I would really uh, e easily I can say my parents, just the families that we have. Uh, we, we do quite a few different uh, events for families. Uh, today we had our Christmas lunch with a few grade levels. Uh, we have a dad's program we do every September in recognition of and celebrate dads. Uh, we recognize moms uh, during March, uh, during Women's uh, Month. So we do a lot of different activities with our community, with our families. Uh, parents show up in large numbers. Uh, we, we have uh, auditorium is full most of the time with, with over 500 uh, people in that auditorium. So uh, we, we bring on a lot of different families. So I'm most proud of that success that we uh, do within our community. You know, Turner and between Turner and Huntington, mm -hmm. you know, that's a significant number of uh, students, you know, in that community in West Freeport. Tell us a little bit about West Freeport, the growth of West Freeport, and what mm -hmm. you've seen uh, with your community out there, with your parents out there. Okay, so so we're a direct feeder to Huntington. I mean, we're right next door, right in the backyard. Uh, we had a program. They had a program last Friday uh, with our pre-K and kindergarten students. Uh, they walked to Huntington, walked back from Huntington. So uh, we, it's kind of like a um, almost like pre-K through 12th grade almost. We I see a lot of the students that we had at Turner. Uh, and been there nine years, I've seen kids from pre-K mm -hmm. and, and see them at, at Huntington now. So kind of <laughs> see them come through that whole process. Uh, pretty much sometimes feels like we raised them uh, because we've seen them grow through, you know, four years old to not graduating and, and with, um, you know, college degrees. So we see a lot of that uh, development. We see the same families. And so once we see kids leave and go to Hunter, we see their siblings a couple years later, if not the yeah. same year coming through. So uh, just that family part is big with, with West Shreveport. It, yeah, if you're, if uh, I'm, as I'm thinking about it, your schools are so close together. 
Does it ever occur at a time when, you know, they had a special teacher over at uh, Turner that helps them when they're older mm -hmm. over at Huntington? Uh, do, do those kind of relationships overlap? Yes, sir. We, we have students come back. Uh, a lot of times we want to just kind of go to classrooms and see old teachers. Uh, we, we've had some students come back and sub for us. So uh, that, that's good to see students that we've taught to come back yeah. and we can work alongside with them um, just a few years later, so. Yeah, you know, um, we've kind of been blown away with the importance of school culture and the school climate as we talk to each one of these very successful schools. So tell us about the, what you envision, what you have, what you envision for the school culture and the school climate at Turner. Um, well, the, the growth we, we've made is not possible without a strong climate and culture. You know, we have to make sure that the classrooms are conducive to, to learning. We have to make sure that teachers are, are able to teach, students are able to learn. So we have to make, put safety as a priority. Uh, with our school being like right on the highway, uh, open school, uh, we have a lot of, lot of challenges in, in making sure everyone is safe on campus. So uh, we have a lot of people out on duty, have a lot of people in different parts of the school, uh, making sure that uh, the students feel protected, the staff feel protected, uh, so that we can you know, have learning take place in the classroom. So those are some things that we make as a priority um, in, in that realm. Kind of forgot the question. But yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this about, about that. This is a school of 1,300 students. That's a big that's school huge, yeah. and a lot of kids and a lot of middle schoolers I don't know the number that's in middle school but it's probably it's uh, about 450 yeah yeah that's a lot of middle schoolers in mm -hmm. one place so how do you uh, to give the individualized instruction mm -hmm. you know and to do all those things that we talk about in in other schools at such a large school well, we keep the school separated. We have middle school on one side, elementary on the other side. Our middle school students wear khaki pants, the elementary students wear navy bottoms. So we keep them separated that way. Uh, the good thing about being a pre-K eight school is that most of our middle schools, we've had them since pre-K or kindergarten. So they kind of know what to expect. They know what it was like when they were kids on campus. So right now we do have a great body of, of middle school students that kind of look out for the elementary students. So we don't have, uh, when we first brought middle school back on, that was one of the biggest issues, trying to make sure that our middle school kids didn't pick on the elementary kids. Right. And yeah. so now just kind of going through the past, you know, few years, those elementary kids uh, kind of have grown to be the middle school and high school kids next door. So they look out for one another. You know, they see the little small babies. They say, oh, they're so right. cute. And so they go to the classroom <laughs> sometime. Sometime they're escorting the class. Uh, they see them lost. Uh, so they, they pretty much look out for them now. So it's not, it's not a big, uh, it's not any concern right now as far yeah. as the middle school kids affecting on the elementary kids because they kind of take care of them. So it's, uh, that's not a formal thing. That's just something that's evolved over time. It just kind of happened. Over, it wasn't always like that. So it, it just kind of evolved. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's you awesome. Know, the, say that's the, the advantage of a K-8 school mm -hmm. is for the middle schoolers, the advantage is it teaches them service mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they are taking care of ch other children and you know, it, it's just a, a positive thing from that perspective. Mm, yes, sir. Uh, and certainly our K-8 schools in Caddo Parish have done very, very well. Turner has and the others too. So it's, mm. it's an, a really interesting thing. A lot of mm. concern at first, but now it turns out that it's not a bad practice at all. It's really mm, something that's really positive. Yes, sir. What, um, what, do you, uh, what do you see as the secret sauce of Turner? What, what is it that uh, you think drives the success of Turner, which drives the um, improvements at Turner, uh, you know, involves people at Turner. What do you see as the secret sauce of how you do that? We, we have a strong uh, staff, a strong instructional staff. 
um, and our administration is pretty strong as well. And so we do have weekly meetings. Uh, we're looking at student data and analyzing student data, looking at trends and, and different struggles that, that we have across the grade levels, across grade bands. Uh, and I think just kind of looking at that data every week and, and making those improvements every week, not just looking at it one time, beginning of the year and, and just going off that, that one piece of information. We're just kind of constantly looking at it each week and, and students are, are, are pretty much leading discussions in classrooms, facilitating discussions. So that, that type of practice is kind of helping us out quite a bit. We have families on board. Once again, I got to speak you know, to, to our families again. Uh, they're on board, they're engaged. Um, we do have a lot of support from families uh, for, for with, with the academic portion of it, uh, with athletics, uh, with whatever we need. We have parents donating whatever we need. Um, and so that, that, I don't see how we could have really made those gains without uh, strong staff and without strong parental support. Do you have, how many instructional coordinators do you have in your school? We have two instructional coordinators for elementary and we have three assistant principals. And we're, we're fortunate enough to have two content coaches um, as well from our Title I. And, and you have school resource officers and all that sort of thing? We, we do have uh, three security officers and we have one uh, resource officer um, and he goes above and beyond. He, he's part of the faculty. That plays a huge role as well. You yeah. can kind of see the kids, you know, away from school on a weekend. Uh, they go to him. They, you know, they recognize him. So he he's been there the longer than I have, and so he knows a lot of the kids yeah. from birth to to Ooh. high school as well. That's so that makes a big difference too. I think a lot of us can remember that special person who wasn't a teacher. Mm. Maybe he was someone who did mechanical work or mm. was a in this case a policeman, but uh, it sure made a big difference uh, that they make on campus, um, um, especially if they take it as kind of a, um, I guess more or less a missionary kind of, you know, yeah. a service kind of job, exactly. uh, rather than just what they do. You talked a little bit about school safety mm -hmm. and uh, being so close to the, being a large school, being close to the road, and the physical aspects of school safety, I'm sure is very intricate mm -hmm. and complex. But talk a little bit about emotional safety and how you do that in a school this big. Um, uh, how, do you, how, do you, how do you give that safety to the parents and, and make a school that feels like it's a little small country school? So uh, this is our first year. We, we do have a program, a pilot program on our campus through the Volunteers of Youth Justice mm -hmm. uh, with TBRI. And so with that program, we're training our teachers, um, staff, administrators on, on how to pretty much have those discussions with students, uh, how to look for those trauma, um, students who've experienced trauma, uh, looking at social emotional learning. So that, that's actually for us, this is our first year. So it's, it's a big change, uh, but it's something that I've seen work and, and seen develop over the, over the course of this year. Uh, making huge gains with building relationships with students. Well, we, we have a number of students who, who may walk to school first, second grade, you know, come to school like they're adults. Uh, they go home like they're adults and it's unfortunate we do have those situations. Parents have to work and so kids are, are having to come to school and they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're coming to school, you know, as a um, it's part of their responsibility. They have more responsibilities at home as far as raising their siblings. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have a lot that they go through that we, we, we're not aware of unless we engage in a conversation unless we have those relationships with parents, with students. In those cases, we will know more about what they're dealing with at home. And, and when we know more about it, we know how to deal with it. Right. Uh, it's not one of those things you can kind of um, just kind of get onto a child and maybe acting out and that child may have a lot going on at home that, that he's acting out for. He may be upset with something at home bring to school. And so that's something that we just have to be able to, to have those conversations with students and, and be able to listen 
Uh, if we can't listen, we won't be able to help them out. So. And you're working with the volunteers of youth justice yes, to kind of build the kind of, con to, to learn how to have those kind of conversations. Yes, sir. They're wonderful. Uh, big fan of volunteers for youth yeah. justice. They were they doing do. some they made great a big work. impact on campus. This, you know, We've had a couple of other schools, I think, that have been mm -hmm. involved in these programs. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, uh, you've been there a long time, and, and there's been significant improvement at Turner. You know, I, I think we could say that it's a, a turnaround school. I mean, the school has just significantly improved over the last few years. So to me, that makes you a turnaround principal. So uh, I, I don't want to put words in <laughs> mouth, but t tell me what it is that um, are the important, important things for leaders to know when they're trying to do the same thing. They're trying to, mm -hmm. to, to turn around a school uh, to make significant changes. I think it goes back to relationships. Um, it's not something that I, that I did by myself, nor would I ever try to do it by myself. Uh, we, we've had some administrators who've been there during the time I've been there. Uh, who's been part of that, that that process? You know, we've had some struggles. Uh, we've learned from struggles. We we were able to um, to recruit uh, some some strong teachers. And I think you know when you have strong teachers who can recruit other strong teachers, uh, it, it kind of starts to establish a climate and culture on campus uh, where everybody has the same capacity, has the same um, desire, and that, and that you know just uh, that that purpose. And and I think once you have that purpose of serving leadership uh, and, and putting others before your own, I think that that weighs a lot when you're looking at um, just kind of improving overall. Your, uh, what's your greatest challenges as you look forward, look back and look forward? Uh, you know, what are you, the challenges that you see in the future, the challenges to face, um, and, uh, and how do we approach those? Well, with, with K-8, um, there, there's um, quite a diverse um, amount of academics that we, we have to learn. Uh, you know, we have a certain uh, curriculum for K-2, a certain curriculum for 3-5, certain for 3-8, I mean for 6-8, and then we have different curricula for different subjects. So just knowing knowing all of that from pre-K through eighth grade um, and knowing how to support it. Uh, mm -hmm. So with with me, I, I don't know all of it. Uh, I, I couldn't possibly try to learn all of it right. at this point, but I do have administrators and, and teachers who are, in, who are in the trenches who know it well. And just using those teachers and leaders um, with their capacity, building their capacity up to be able to lead others. I think that's probably the biggest challenge that, that we can get the most bang for our buck in, just training uh, those individuals who are the experts on making others become experts. So you're recognizing within your faculty teachers that might really be able to do more uh, and yeah. might even like it, you know, I yes. mean, teaching teachers. Mm -hmm. or as master teachers, I guess is what mm -hmm. they say. Yeah, we, we have experts who are just teaching. They, they're they not trying to be leaders. They're not um, trying to get administration, but they're just trying to do the best they can in the classroom. And when we see that, we try to get them to share that knowledge and, and expertise with other uh, staff members, whether it's in the same uh, grade mm -hmm. level content. It may be a different grade, a different floor, a different wing of the school. Uh, someone with similar abilities, we just try to make sure they can share that with teachers who, who are struggling. Help us out, uh, even with administrators. Um, uh, my instruction administrators—they know quite a bit. They do the, know the know the instruction. They know the curriculum well, but they're not teaching every day like the experts in the classroom. So we yeah. try to use the classroom teachers uh, as the experts on campus. Let me ask you a couple of things, just as personal uh, things mm -hmm. that I want to close with. We talk, we ask every uh, guest uh, to uh, if they have any words of wisdom that they'd like to express, either to words of wisdom to students or words of wisdom to 
parents or words to wisdom to us in the community or words of wisdom to their uh, schools. So do you have any words of wisdom that you know you could share that are kind of principled philosophies of yours? Um, I'm, I'm big on relationships as far as you know just mm -hmm. um, listening um, but as far as words of wisdom, I, I really don't consider Well, that is the words of, of wisdom. Okay. We need to do more listening than we need to do talking sometimes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so it's what makes a uh, great leader. And then the last thing, uh, you obviously had choices as to where you would live. You have choices about what you do as an adult. And, you know, oftentimes here in Shreveport Bossier, sometimes we have a negative self-image of ourselves. But you're, you're here. Can you tell us what about Shreveport Bossier attracts you here, keeps you here, um, uh, and what is it that you can pass along to the to those that are listening? Um, well, I've, I've never lived in the Wells. Um, I'm, I'm from the Cooper Road area, you know, born and raised. My, my mom raised us. Hadn't lived anywhere else. I uh, went to school uh, here. I got my bachelor's, my associate's degree, my master's, and my doctorate all while just, just living here in Shreveport. Uh, so there are opportunities here. Uh, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends who, who are going down like different roads who are successful. Some are still here, some are, are not here, you know, in Texas or whatnot. But um, there, there are opportunities here in, in Shreveport, so um, I, I, don't, I don't know what yeah. else, you know, as far as like where else uh, I would rather be right now. I haven't thought about living anywhere else. Right. So. Yeah. right. But there are opportunities here. Mm -hmm. if, if I, I, I think for. there are. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. so. Listen, we want to thank you, uh, Jeanette and I, for what you do um, and the impact you're having on this community and obviously in the western part of the community, but as a community as a whole, you know, we all are part of the, uh, the same community. And so listen, thank you very much for what you're doing and well, appreciate and, um, and actually uh, really it's been good to hear what you have to say about what you've done with improving your school uh, in our community. So thanks a lot. Okay, thank you, I appreciate you having me. All right, thank you. And thank you to all of you for joining us for Education Checkup. You can view our other podcasts anywhere you listen to them or go to our website at ktbs.com slash podcast. Have a good day and join us next time for Education Checkup.